Okay, so Be'ezrus Hashem, tonight we're going to be continuing with the Yat Kislev Mimer from the Rebbe. In what we're focusing on is the year of Tafshin Pei Aleph. And just a little bit of a review for what we did last night in order to be mocked and what we're going to be doing now is that what the Rebbe was talking about was this paradox of source that emerges in the writings of the Arizal that on the one hand, we tend to view the world of shattered vessels or the place of Shvira Sakhalim, which is typically referred to as Oilam Hanukudos. We typically see that as inessential, negative, a broken down status of experience that seemingly bears no impact on Avodah Hashem. But we saw from the Torah's Chacham that there is an element where the Olam HaTohu, the Olam of Nekudos, the Olam of Shvira Sakhalim, is referred to as Olam Shal Atzvus, which teaches us that it does have something to do with human experience, because Atzvus is an emotion that relates to human experience. And what we saw was that the Rebbe teaches us that through the relative positionings of these terms, we come to find that all terms apply in all places. It's just a matter of how do I see those terms in their placement. So based on the relative positioning of these ideas, which is referred to as the Klal Ha'erchin, I can utilize these terms to apply at each and every level. And what that means is that the world of Atzvus, the world of Shvira, the world of the Nekudim, is not only something that stands outside of the place of rectification, but rather there is an ability to bring about that world of Atzvus and Shvira and Tohu and transform it into an element of Tikkun itself, which is Tohu de Kedusha, or Atzvus de Kedusha, which the Rebbe describes as the aspect of Libo Doig Bikirbo, which is this holy melancholy, a certain worry at the heart of the individual that allows them to open themselves up into a receptacle for Panimia Satora. And like we said, the drasha and really all of the Rebbe's drashos on Yat Kislev are ultimately about transforming the lowest level of human experience, the Dir B'tachtainim, that place of Atzvus and Marashkaira, which seemingly appear to be devoid of any spiritual capacity. And in truth, what we uncover is the ability to recognize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is specifically found deep down here in the lower levels. And the Pasuk that the Rebbe was basing this on was with regards to the encounter of Yaakov and Esav, the encounter of Kedusha with the opposite of Kedusha, with the higher realms, with the lower realms. And this is what Yosef, what Yaakov Avinu announced, Vayihili Shor V'chamor. Vayihili Shor V'chamor, we said, is the aspect of Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David. And more importantly, and germane to the sugya that we're going to be discussing tonight, Vayihili Shor V'chamor, according to the Magad of Mizrich, whose yard site it is on Yat Kislev, Shore is from the language of histaklis, of vision, of contemplative vision, and chamor represents the chaymer hakadmon, that first instantiation of limitation, that koyach of the hiyuli, that hylic matter, which represents that darga of keser, the in-between, between nothing and something, as Rabbeinu Azriel of Garona describes, that asa eno yeshno, that his nothingness became somethingness, and that transition and those porous boundaries between the nothing of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the emergence of somethingness is identified as that hylic space, that in-between space that is both the lowest level of nothingness and the highest level of something, which are the two aspects of Keser, as we're going to see. The Rebbe continues and he says, the Isa Ba'admar Ha'emsai, and it's made explicitly clear in the writings of the Mithla Rebbe, B'Shar Ha'yichud, in Shar Ha'yichud, 
שעיקר התיקן הוא הבין בחכמה וחכם בווינה. So over here we're taking a pasuk from Mishlei and the Alter Rebbe as well as the Mitler Rebbe, but specifically here the Mitler Rebbe, see this pasuk as the essential yichud. So the pasuk tells us that there's a way of Havana within Chachma, which means the aspect of Bina within Chachma, and there's also the aspect of Chacham the Bina, which is the presence of Chachma within Bina itself. Now, a little bit of an introduction is necessary here, something that we've discussed in many, many previous shirim, but the two main lenses through which a human being can view themselves, other people, the world, and their relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to be through the lens of Chachma as well as through the lens of Bina. Chachma represents the right side of things, the expressivity of chesed and the loving kindness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that seeks to bestow everything at once. Chachma is the right brain which sees things in its holistic capacity. It's associated with the world of Atzilus, with Bittl B'Metzius at the Darga of Chachma, as we saw already in the name of the, the Magad of Mizrich, all there is is an or of Bittl. Koyachma, when Chachma is present, there's no distortion, there's no concealment, there's no separation, and there's no disjoint Bina, on the other hand, which is correspondent to the left brain within the individual kavyachol, is representative of severity or the birthplace of severity. It's no longer seeing things in a unified whole, but rather seeing things as they emerge into their separateness. Now, at the place of Bina, it's still a refined separateness. It's the birthplace and the emergence of multiplicity prior to the actual expression of multiplicity, which is why Bina is referred to in the Zayar HaKadosh as Dinin Misarbim Minei, that gvuros and judgments emerge from the womb of Bina, yet they're not present in Bina, which is why the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu associated with Bina is Shem Havaya, which represents everlasting rachamim of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and loving kindness, but the nekudos, the vowelization of that Shem Havaya is the nekudos of Eloikim, of Din, representative of the fact that, yes, when I look at Bina, it seems to be a Shem Havaya, but when I read the name of Bina, it expresses itself as gvuros. So we have these two perspectives, Chachma and Bina, expansivity and concealment, expression and concealment, giving forward and withholding. Generally speaking, we tend to see these two as binary oppositions that are in stark distinction to one another, yet in need of a relationship. So when Chachma gives itself over to Bina and Bina takes that Koyach of Chachma, it gives birth to the Darga of Das, we tend to see the right and the left, Chachma and Bina, the whole and the part, as being separate entities that do not bear any inherent unity to one another. But as the Mikubalim point out, as the Tzadikim point out, as Chazal point out, and clearly as the Pasuk points out, the true mark of Kedusha, the true mark of something that bears the stamp of its infinite source is the fact that everything contains the potential of every other thing. That in spite of the fact that things manifest as they are singularly in their own identity, in truth, in the core of each and every thing is the potential of all things and the specific expression of thingness or, or proper noun expression of that thing is simply the, the final hammer blow which defines the, the manifestation of that thing. But in truth, 
everything contains within it the potential of all things. And it's just a question of how does it manifest and how does it appear? And therefore, when we look at the spheros, for example, we're doing this during spheros HaOmer. We talk about chesed, but chesed is not only chesed. Chesed has a chesed, a gevura, teferis, a netzach, a hoda, yisod, and a malchus in it. The same is true with the worlds. Atzilus is not in stark opposition to the worlds of Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya, because within the world of Atzilus, there's also the worlds of Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya. In the first letter of the Shem Havaya, the Yud, it's not in contradistinction to the, far, the following letters, Hey, Vav, Hey, but rather each and every letter contains within its subset of its own inherent and integral holistic kind of holographic unity, that each thing contains its opposite, which allows for an interconnection and really an interinclusion, a hisklalus for hiskashrus that the tzaddikim of Chabad spoke about, as well as the Rashash and his Tamidim, that everything contains its opposite. And what we see here is that within Chachma, there's the Darga of Bina. There is a potency of Bina that exists in potential form within Chachma itself. So already within the holistic vision of Chachma, there exists the burgeoning potential and the manifestation of separation prior to even the existence of Bina. That is referred to as Havain B'Chachma. That is the potency of Bina and separation and the left side that exists within Chachma. And then we also have parallel to that, the Chacham Bevina, that Bina itself also contains Chachma within it, so that Chachma has a Chachma and a Bina, and Bina has a Chachma and a Bina. So what the Rebbe says is as follows, the Isa Ba'admar HaEmsai B'Shar HaYichud, and it's expressed by the Mitla Rebbe in Shar HaYichud, She'ikra Atikun Hu Havin B'Chachma B'Chacham Bevina. In the world of Tohu, each thing was its own thing without any interrelationship with every other thing. They appeared singular in their Nakudos, but the world of Tikkun is the interinclusion of all things where Chachma now contains a Bina with it, and a Bina contains a Chachma within it, so that there can be an interrelationship, there can be a bridge, a chiasmic structure that allows the A and B of A to connect to the A and B of B. Dehine says the Mitlarebba Hachma who Kamobarakamavrik. When we look at Chachma, it appears as a thunderbolt, as a lightning strike. Something appears suddenly upon the scene. It is all-inclusive in its appearance, without any distinction, without any distortion yet it disappears just as quickly as it emerged. And the Rebbe says, what is the concept of the Bina within Chachma that is represented by the Pasuk? This is the potency of the severity of Bina that is included within the experience of Chachma. So it is the potency of Bina without any of the minimizing or constrictive elements of it because it still exists at the Darg of Chachma. So what does that mean? That what the Bina within Chachma means is that Chachma allows me to see things in one fell swoop. The problem with that is that in spite of how clarified and light everything is in the vision of the mind as it appears through the thunderbolt of Chachma, it disappears as quickly as it appears because it is so all-inclusive that it's very difficult for a person to grab hold of that Darga. But the Koyach of Bina within Chachma, that ability to contemplate and descend into the particulars of that wholeness in its expression is the ability to uncover the Bina within Chachma 
which is to look at the Chachma, to look at that all-inclusive expressive thunderbolt of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence with an iyun, with a deep dive into what it actually means instead of losing sight of it because it disappears as quickly as it appears. And through the Bina within Chachma, through my ability to contemplate the specificities of that wholeness, then the emergence of Bina or separation within the unified whole of Chachma transfers itself over and manifests as the Chachma within Bina, as the wholeness within separation. So what we see is that the separation within wholeness or the Bina within Chachma, which is the ability to be Ma'ayin in that Chachma, to pay attention to the particulars of that holistic vision, transforms itself secondarily into the Chachma within Bina, into the wholeness within separation, so that the separation within wholeness transitions to become the wholeness within separation, thereby allowing both opposites to unify themselves together. And this is what the Magid was talking about when he tells us that the Pasuk, that I had a Shor and a Chamor, I had this aspect of Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David, and that Shor is a language of Histaklis, a vision of contemplative vision and chamor is that chamer hakadmon, that original thunderbolt of that lofty space where HaKadosh Baruch Hu manifests himself, so to speak, this pasuk is the secret of the bina within chachma, is my ability to contemplate matters in a specific way, even though it's an unbridled expression of wholeness, shahu histaklis al hashayresh, it's gazing at the shayresh, it's gazing at the root of all things as they manifest in their form of chachma, shu ha'iyun ha'eloki, which is divine contemplation. So we're looking at the chamor, we're looking at the chamer, we're looking at that original instantiation of wholeness, but we're looking at it and we're descending into the depths of it. And that is only through the this divine contemplation and intensity of the mind. And in spite of the fact that typically contemplation and the fullness of expression in its holistic thunderbolt is a paradox. What the Rebbe is pointing out is that in truth, it's not a paradox because the Koyach of Iyun within Chachma is the Koyach of Havin B'Chachma. The Rebbe continues with another Pasuk describing the encounter of Yaakov and Esav. So we started off with Vayihili Shor Bechamor, which is the framing narrative introducing the encounter with Yaakov and Esav. And then as the story unfolds, we find Yaakov Avinu encountering Saril Shal Esav in the heart of darkness. When he crosses back over the Ma'avor Yabok, he finds himself levado, he finds himself alone in his existential solitude. And at that moment, Yaakov begins to grapple or to wrestle with the spiritual expression of Esav. And the Pasuk says, And we know that in spite of the fact that Yaakov Avinu was victorious over the Malach of Esav, Nevertheless, he was hit in the hoid, he was hit in the left leg, which represents the pagam of the Gid Hanasha, which the Rebbe is going to come and describe as that which stands in stark opposition to the Giloy of Taras HaChasidus. So the Pasuk says, and the Malach of Esav hit him on his left thigh, and as the Ramban points out during Shasa Shmad, this is the pagam in Emuna. We no longer have the proper Emuna, and it's expressed explained in Rav Avram ben Rav Nachman, Rav Avram, Chazan, Rav Avram, 
who was the son of Rav Nachman Tolchiner, who was the Taman Mufak of Rabbi Nason of Nemerov, who was the Taman Mufak of Rabbi Nachman, the Baal Habir Halikutim, the Ravan says that the Iker, the essential way to uncover the lights of Tzadikim in our generation, Talui B'Tzadikim Shabachol Dor it depends on our ability to believe in the fact that that which took place in the days of the Baal Shem Tov, that which took place in the days of the Tamidim of the Baal Shem Tov is also happening in each and every generation and that it's not a Dor Yasim and in truth there is a perpetual unfolding of the Torah of the Tzadikim and the Torah of the Baal Shem Tov through each and every generation via Dua as it's known and like we spoke about last night, how there was a distinction between the before and after of the Balhatanya's experience in prison, that the Torah revealed before paled in comparison to the Torah that was revealed afterwards. So too, we said with Rabbi Nachman that the Torah prior to the entrance into Eretz Yisrael paled in comparison in relationship to the Torah that was revealed after Eretz Yisrael. And the Rebbe here is pointing out that not only is there a spiritual shared experience here, but there's a chronological experience that at the very time that the Balatanya was leaving his imprisonment in Yat Kislev and Padu Nashi was also the time that Rabbi Nuzal, that Rabbi Nachman of Breslov was entering into the land of Eretz Yisrael, representative of the fact that this transition is not only true in one form of Hasidus, but it's true throughout in terms of the Torah of the Baal Shem Tov. And we're going to see now what this means for us. The Pasuk says, that after the entire encounter with the Saro Shal Esav, after being hit in the Kafi Recho, after the Pigam of Amuna, after we fail and we fall into the possibility of denying the ever-present reality of the Tzadik in Beholdor Vador, which can lead a person to lose hope in the ability to grab hold of the light of Yichud and the light of the Torah of the Baal Shem Tov, what we see is that Yaakov Avinu comes out, and after everything, Yaakov Avinu gains the name Yisrael, that you battled with Malachim and you won, so now your name is going to be Yisrael, and Yaakov Avinu brings a korban to Kel Eloike Yisrael. That all of the tamidim, all of the students of the true tzaddikim throughout each and every generation are like a small individual, like a dwarf who's standing on the shoulders of a giant. Specifically when it comes to the students of the Yechide Hadoros, as the Rebbe tells us all the time in the name of Rabbi Nassim, in the name of the Ravan, in the name of Rabbi Nachman, that there were five traditional forms of the expression of Pnimiya Satora throughout history. There was Moshe Rabbeinu who revealed the Niglo Satora. There was Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai who revealed the Nistaros within the Niglo Satora through the Zohar Kadosh, which was a commentary on the Torah itself. There was Rabbeinu Ha'arizal who revealed the hidden secrets of Torah and through the teachings of Rechaim Vital, whose yard said it is tonight. There was the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh who revealed the secrets of the secrets. And then there was Rabbi Nachman. And Rabbi Nachman is not to the exclusion of other tzaddikim, but rather Rabbi Nachman is a universe of the description of the unfolding process of the Torah of the tzaddikim. The Rebbe says very often how without the Balatanya, there is no Rabbi Nachman. Without Rabbi Nachman, there is no Balatanya. So this is true when it comes to all of the tzaddike hadoyres, all of the yechide hadoyres, that the tamidim, the hamshacha, the progression of that unfolding Torah is in the relationship of a dwarf standing on the shoulders of giants. Vehem kemoi hayareach 
and they have no existence in and of themselves, but rather they operate like the moon, whose light is simply a reflection of the light of the sun, without the sun shining on the Yareach, it's it has absolutely nothing of itself. That there's a higher level of bitl when it comes to the shayresh that the tamidim, ha'amitim, are drawing from those tzaddikim. And in truth, the entire essence of the Jewish soul, the essence of the Jewish spirit, is to continue to draw down the Torah of the tzaddikim from generation to generation. Meaning our Iker Tafkid is to believe with deep emuna that the Torah of the Baal Shem Tov is not something from the past, but rather it's something that perpetually reveals itself, not in spite of our low conditions, but specifically because of our low conditions. As we said, that the Torah of the Rebbe on Yat Kislev is teaching us how we can find the letter of HaKadosh Baruch Hu specifically within the lowest places. And over here, the Rebbe is saying that the Torah of Hasidus and the Torah of the Tzadikim and the Nekuda HaYisraeli within each and every person is the ability to believe in our Shaykhs to the teachings of the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh and to believe in each and every one of our responsibilities to draw it down further and further and further. Now, what the Rebbe hints to over here is that Yisrael, the name Yisrael with Yaakov Avinu gets after his encounter with Esav is referred to in the Zayra Kadosh as the acronym Yesh Reish Lamed Aleph. There is Reish Lamed Aleph. Now Reish Lamed Aleph are the 231 Bigamatria Reish Lamed Aleph Tzirufim of the Aleph Bays, 22 times 22, I believe, or 22 times 21, each letter with every other letter. And we know from the Torah of the Olam HaMalbush from Yisrael Sarug as expressed in the Eimek HaMelech and the Leshem, and it was celebrated as authentic Torah, Sakabala of the Arizal by both the Vilnagon as well as the Baal Shem Tov, that it's these very letters, as the Balatanya teaches us in Shar Yichad Vamuna, where he makes reference to these Reish Lam and Aleph Sharim, as expressed in Sefer Yetzirah, that represent the origination of all things. And that is the Shairish of Yisrael, the Shairish of Yisrael, the Shairish of each and every Jew, which is rooted in that place of those lofty spiritual letters that comprise the entirety of existence, that secret that Yaakov Avinu was able to uncover in the heart of darkness with his encounter with the Sarashal Esav, our job is to be Mamshech, the Torah of the Yechideh Hadoros. Our job is to perpetually bring down the Torah of those singular tzaddikim throughout the generations, specifically down here. And it's expressed in the writings of the Arizal based on the Zohar Kadosh and Parshas Noyach, that there are certain Neshamos in this world that are born as a result of certain unifications, which correspond to the world of Leah, which correspond to the world of concealment. And those are lofty Neshamos, those are Neshamos that have Shaykhas to Panimiyas HaTorah. But furthermore, there are certain Neshamos that emerge specifically at the time right prior to dawn, where it's darkest at night, and there's three dots here, so it's not clear exactly what the Rebbe was continuing to describe, but we'll continue with what's written to try and understand a little bit. The Isa Sham, and it's written there in the Zayar HaKadosh, as well as the Arizal, that in the 600th year of the 600th millennia, which corresponds to the year 1840, which is representative of an unfolding and a flooding forth of a revelation of 
that at that point in history, Panemia Satoro was allowed to be revealed in a new way, in a way that prior to that year it was not allowed to be revealed. That in truth, all of the tzaddikim who drew down the revelation of the Torah, like the Balatanya, like the Ukutamaran, like the Kamarna Rebbe, all of the Tamidim of the Balshemtov, they were accessing that unfolding presence of the teachings of the Balshemtov, which was a new Hizgalus. It was not an old Torah, it was a profoundly new Torah. It wasn't new in the sense that it was radical in its origins, it was something that was always present. But as the Sheiras Yisrael points out, as the Vlednik or Sklusia Ganalenu points out, and the Lubavitch Rebbe, the seventh Lubavitch Rebbe, Sklusia Ganalenu points out as well, when it comes to the Kuntras Benyanish Hasidus, that the Gili of Hasidus is an or, it's a Metzius that's Mezgala. It came about because HaKadosh Baruch Hu decided that this light needs to descend into the world right now. It's not based on a previous cause and effect, but rather it is a literal leap. It is an Ubersprung. It is something that leaps beyond what it should theoretically be capable of revealing. And this wasn't only true to those generations of tzaddikim, to the Balatanya, to the Kutmaran, to the Balakmarna, but what we need to believe deeply in is this is true in our generation as well, that the Hiskalus of Primia Satora, the revelation of Primia Satora in a newfound way that reveals how down here in the lowest place it's possible to find Hashem, it's as shayach in our generation as it was in the generations of the Tamidim of the Baal Shem Tov. Because all of the true students of the Baal Shem Tov, they revealed the secret of, and he cried out in the name of God, the God of Israel, the God of the Jewish people. And just like the Arizal revealed all of the particular meditations and intentions that we have to have, the students of the Baal they taught us how to unify our lives to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They taught us how to find HaKadosh Baruch Hu in each and every moment. They taught us how to find HaKadosh Baruch Hu specifically where we don't think we could find him. They taught us what we have to understand. And what we need to believe is that each and every person has the ability to enter into that state of nothingness, to enter into that state of bittel. And even though we operate at such a low level, through our connection to the tzaddikim in our generation and the previous generations, what we need to believe in, and again, this is the Ikrit Sikun of the Pagam of the Gid Hanashe, we have to believe that Yehudi we have to believe that each and every Jew has the capacity of connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of davening to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We're no longer a Dor Yassam. Part of the essential revelation is that it's specifically down here that each and every Jew has the Kayach to be Mamshech, the Torah of the Tzadikim Ha'amitim. Ki kol klal Yisrael heim achas. Because in truth, the entire body of klal Yisrael throughout the entirety of history from the beginning, the middle, and the end is like one body, as the Balatanya teaches us in Paraklam and Beis, and is expressed in the Megala Amukos, that the entirety of history is one elongated expression of the Neshama of Adam Arishon, of David Malka Mashiach, and Mashiach Tzadkenu. V'choyel ha'avoydah shel Torah v'tfilah, and all of the work of Torah and Tfila of contemplation of God and praying out 
to God. And the Iker is to believe that we have Shaykhis to Emuna, to connecting to the belief in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to the Yichud of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to believing in the undying presence of God's unity, and the Histaklis Al Ayin, to believe that we have Shaykhis to nothingness, that we have Shaykhis to contemplating these ideas. This is the essential teaching of Hasidus. Because of Balasulam, and the Balasulam teaches us, Shashemos HaKadoshim Em Segula Lahashpa'a that the contemplation of the divine names, the meditative focus on the divine names is not the mechanism that reveals the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because we have no shaykhs to mechanisms, but rather it's a segula, like any segula. By doing this work, we bring about that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should bring mashpia on us, bederach segula. And as Rav Tzadok teaches us, a segula means that I have no shaykhs to it, that its revelation is not dependent on the actions that preceded it. And in spite of the fact that we typically assume that this contemplation and meditation is the thing that gives us access to the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Through the lens of Bittu, we understand that I can think about the names of HaKadosh Baruch Hu all day, and I can never have the right to claim that I'm deserving of it. But rather, it's always B'derach Segula. And in our language, what this means is nullifying ourselves, recognizing that we don't necessarily have shaykhs. Because the essential process in service of God is bittel, is nullifying myself. But in order to come to that place of bittel, we need extra help from above to give us the ability to negate ourselves. And we have to understand, like we spoke about in the first Yat Kislev Drasha, that these dargos of bitulim are things that are shaykh to us. I have to know what bittel hayesh means. I have to know what it means to try and negate myself within my egoisms and my physical presence. I have to know what Bittu B'Metzias means. I have to know how to close my eyes properly and say Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad to the extent that nothing but HaKadosh Baruch Hu exists. I have to know what Bittu B'Etzan means to feel absolutely nothing and to be ultimately certain that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is present in my life at this very moment. I have to understand what Bittu B'Tachlis means and what the Bittu of the Or and the Ma'or is and the Shalhevet in the stone is. I have to know all of these secrets of the Bitulim. The Amnan and going through the motions of pretending, of thinking about these names, of contemplating these names, I have a schus to uncover that segula. Not that I have the ability to uncover them on my own, but by engaging in these mechanisms, I bring about that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should be mashpia on me, something that I am completely undeserving of. And we shouldn't, God forbid, claim that in our lowly generation with all of our stuckness and all of our difficulty and all of our concealment and all of our anxiety that we have no shaykhs to the unifications of the Baal Shem Tov, to the ability to cleave to our Kaddish Baruch Hu in every moment that we find ourselves in bein ba'ayil, bein benafak, when things are good, when things are bad, when things are high, when things are low, when things are dark, when things are light. I shouldn't say that I don't have shaykhs to the Yehudim. This is the Pagam of the Gid Hanasha. This is what Esav tried to attack Yaakov on, that your lower generations of the generation of Hod is not going to have shaykhs. Like we said, it's a Pagam in Amuna. That even though we have no idea whatsoever what the secret of Bittal is, not only that, but we don't even know what the beginning process of Bittal means.
Mikol Makom, nevertheless, Ayudeya Shemus Akadoshim, through the contemplation of Akadosh Prochu's names, through the belief in Akadosh Prochu's presence, Yochul Lihigioi Shaychus Laza. We have the ability to come and have some sort of relationship with it. Vaafshahu Babachinas Dimyon, and even though it's by way of imagination, Mikol Makom, Sarach Ladas, Chashivasa Inyan. We still have to believe in our dimyon. We have to live with the darga of ki'ilu. We have to understand that in spite of the fact that I have no shaykhus and tarasachasidus in such a low place in my life, in spite of the fact that I have no shaykhus to understanding HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence in my life, nevertheless, as long as I'm pretending that I have shaykhus to it, even though I know I'm pretending, I have to be makir the chashivus of the pretending. Like we saw by Pesach, that each and every person has to see themselves ki'ilu yatsami mitzrayim, as if they left mitzrayim. Ah, we didn't really leave Mitzrayim. When I believe that I left Mitzrayim, even though I'm pretending to have left Mitzrayim, at that point, I have an aspect and a relationship with what it might mean to actually leave Mitzrayim, and that itself is chashiv. And we have to understand the chashivas ha'inyim. And through the following after the tzadikim in our generation and in the previous generations, the singular tzadikim throughout the generations, I have to believe that I also have shaykhs to all of these things, that I also have a relationship to all of these ideas. So we see that the Rebbe is setting us up for this encounter with Yat Kislev, which is coming to teach us that it's specifically from within the prisons of our lives, specifically in those lowly places where we feel that the belief in this Torah is ridiculous and that we have no shaykhs to it. It's specifically there that we have to continue to be poel, to draw down the sagula, to realize that it's not anything to do with my own efforts, but rather my bittal, my willingness to try and negate myself to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in whatever imaginative way that I do in the thickness of my own most consciousness by pretending and by playing with our wooden swords, as Rabbi Nachman talks about so often, we uncover the fact that we too have shaykhs to it. And the Ezra Sashem, what we're going to do tomorrow night is continue with the process of what this means in terms of the Giloy of Panimiya Satora, in particular, our access point to the Bitulim of Chachma, which can bring us up to the highest Bitulim that we've been talking about, even when we're just pretending, Be'ezer Sashem.